0: Hello. I know what you're thinking. Joe has not finally hit reverse puberty, a phase of life so many of you predicted and are currently predicting. Where does that come from, anyway? Joe has laryngitis, an infection of the larynges and sitcom stable extraordinaire. He was afraid that if you didn't hear from him via his regular oral correspondence, you'd all fear that he'd died been killed by lesbians, gangs, a gang of lesbians, Pomeranians, cigarettes, or whatever you believe is out here because you've seen it on HBO. And, ignoring all reason, fly Southwest to LA by the dozens on a mad hunt for his killer. And I'm not sure he could handle that. So this is your mandatory friend by association, Dakota West, broadcasting in his stead. Just this once. By the way, I'm broadcasting from my own home because Joe's apartment can be kind of gross. I know he tries, but the dirt floor is kind of repulsive. Ever since he put a lamp in his room, beanstalks have been sprouting up out of his floor. It's some sort of extra fertile dirt, or the beanstalks are magic. Given what I know about Joe, both things are possible. Okay, I was lying. Not about laryngitis being an infection of the larynges, that's scientifically proven, but about Joe HAVING laryngitis. Honestly, do you know anyone who has ever actually had laryngitis? It's like amnesia or scurvy, a convenient illness totally made up for TV. I don't believe that documentary about British sailors for one second. It's like telling you he's stuck in quicksand with Indiana Jones. Where's Joe really? Well, he's joining Bradley in his yearly swimsuit shopping. Of course, Bradley can't swimsuit shop like a normal person. He can't even swimsuit shop like a normal celebrity. which. I assume involves emailing Marc Jacobs, Coco Chanel, and Philip Lim for samples. No, Bradley has 120 of his favorite designers mail him their four choice swimsuits. To make sure they pick their true favorites, he spends six days recording a complicated series of body measurements. Among the usual waist, hip, and chest measurements, He must also calculate average chest hair length, brow crease width, butt dimple height, and nostril circumference. He does three sets, one while flexing, one while clenching, and the third while picturing dolphins being free. One year, in an effort to sport more democratic beachwear, he asked his viewers if they were designers to send him swimsuits as well. That resulted in a lot of dirty panties sent to his P.O. box. Guess who had to mail them all back? Because he always mails back the ones he doesn't choose. So courteous. But I digress. Bradley finds California too distracting for bathing suit modeling. So he goes on a four-day retreat to a spa in Tucson to 1. Hydrate and condition his beach body, 2. Give each designer's submission the attention it deserves, and 3. Think really hard about scorpions and what might happen if he ever encounters one. And what if the scorpion said, I'll either sting you, or your little dog. And what if they have the jeep with them, but it's a stick shift? There's a questionnaire that goes on and on, and he compares his answers year on year, usually bawling over hypothetical dead dogs. And that's where Joe is right now. I've had to accompany Bradley on three of these swimsuit retreats, and I'm grateful to have Joe go in my place. I once had to tweeze Bradley's toe knuckles. And only the knuckles. To give him the manly hair balance, he needed to accurately judge each pair of trunks, speedo, board shorts, whatever. He sobbed the entire time, and I had to hold his hand while plucking. He wouldn't let me just shave them. He screamed things like, I have to endure the pain for perfection, and suffer to be beautiful. Suffering creates beauty, or something. Evil hair be gone. There are no mirrors in his suite while he's modeling bathing suits. I just take Polaroids, which is something he picked up from Clueless. It's really annoying, because he doesn't believe me when I tell him he has the suit on backwards. He only believes what he sees in the Polaroids. The Polaroid camera takes so long to develop, and he refuses to switch to a digital camera. He doesn't trust the little man in the digital camera, as opposed to the little man in the Polaroid camera, who puts thought, time, and effort into his rendering. I've had to respond with a personalized, handwritten letter to every single designer and bathing suit, and include dated Polaroids of Bradley in their suits, with captions like BEST YELLOW SUIT, FAVORITE WITHOUT MESH, and IF I WEREN'T SO AFRAID OF WAVES, OR BOTHERED BY THE VASTNESS OF THE OCEAN, I WOULD LET THIS SPEEDO GET WASHED AWAY BY ONE. And put together an album that he can choose from and look at to remember. ALL FOR FOUR BATHING SUITS which he doesn't actually wear in the water. Salt is too abrasive for his delicate skin. Ugh, just thinking about it makes me want a mojito. (laughs) Good thing I brought three. You know, I discovered this new mojito in a can thing. It's not bad. Cheap, boozy, and appropriately minty. Sometimes I like to drop half a breath strip in just to give it an extra minty kick. But it was time to mix drinks or cut a breath strip in half. The breath strip mojito combo is so minty, no one can tell it's not your first drink of the day. Yes, you have to carry around scissors on your keychain, and bartenders look at you funny. But I carry scissors anyway, just in case Briley decides he wants to go sleeveless in the middle of the day. He won't move if I don't fix them. Once he climbed under a sewer grate and stayed there, shirtless and crying, until Channel 11 news showed up. He told the reporter he wasn't coming out until I stopped being abusive. So now I carry scissors. Celebrity abuse, unlike regular abuse or domestic violence, is actually a crime. Bet you didn't know that. Joe showed me an email from his Aunt Susan yesterday. She was all proud of Joe for coming out to the Great Big West and taking his Uncle Sonny with him. I don't remember the deets, but her 45-year-old unshaven son still lives at home. She was all, how do I get on to be a big boy and move across the country just like you and that Dakota from New Jersey? I don't like to tell people that I'm from New Jersey. It's the most unglamorous state. I think that's what our license plate says. Either that or festering landfill state. Putting aside bad casinos and spray tans, it smells like garbage and sports three bridges to Staten Island. Honestly, do we need one? I digress again. Maybe these mojitos aren't as good as I thought. Usually a minty drink helps me focus my thoughts. One time, when I was really drunk, I'm pretty sure I opened one of those Pillsbury cylinders of cinnamon buns with my mind. Either that, or I did it and I forgot about it. Or a friend did it while I was busy blacking out. Or it sat on the counter and the dough rose for so long that it popped open itself. But I'm like 95% sure I opened it with my mind. What percentage of people can say with that much accuracy that their minds can open things in very specific situations? I tried it on everything else. A pickle jar, a jam jar, the refrigerator, the truck of my car when I lost my keys, the top of a cupcake, and a Mike's Hard Twist Stuff cap which should have been easy pickings, but I think it just works on pastries. I think at the core of what Joe's Aunt Susan was saying was a concern echoed by many. Why isn't the current young generation, the ones who are supposed to be at the beginning of their careers right now, not growing the hell up? Why are they staying at their parents' houses, waiting tables at cafes, trying to become artists, pretending to work on novels, and hanging out with their friends at bars? Ignoring the obvious economic issues? I would first like to point out that, Miss Susan, your son is not part of said generation. Women your son's age are going through menopause. It's not paused per se. Shouldn't it be stop? Anyway, to the older generation, stop whining and moaning that your progeny are not adults. You're just jealous that you didn't realize you had a choice when it came to getting married, having children, buying a house, and working a draining, boring, secure job for 35-45 to years as a postman, insurance salesperson, or similar. Or worse, you realize that you had a choice, made one that made you miserable, and are now trying to prove to your children that you were right by getting them to make the same decision. Those of you who have a pension and have paid off your mortgage, I know that's not all of you, but think of how much groundwork you laid for your children. We're practically landed gentry. You want to sit at jobs? Landed gentry don't work. They sit around and ride horses and go hunting. Or in this case, play Red Dead Redemption and catch all 5 million and 2 Pokémon, including every stupid evolution of Eevee, the most boring Pokémon. Mm Upon further reflection, I might have come off as mean there. Not when I said Eevee was a boring Pokémon, because it is. But you know, sometimes I channel George Carlin. I think that may be part of my psychic abilities. He's, He's dead, right? I'm sorry, people I've never met. I didn't mean to insult you. It's just, I've been drinking these delicious mojitos and these vodka tonics that come in little pouches and Joe's not here to rein me in. 45 year old Ben, I don't know if that's your name, but all pathetic men are named Ben. I've dated three. Move out of your mom's house. She only signed up to take care of you for 18 to 22 years. Seriously, you're being absurd. At least leave the house for a few hours so she can read Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I want to make it up to you all. To do that, let's consider what it means to be an adult. I know you have long awaited for Dakota's uncensored gems of wisdom. A full 20 or 30 minutes. Is that how long Joe usually goes on for? Uh, Of my life experiences. So I will gratify you here. When I was little, my dad and both my grandfathers had shop vacs. For those of you who don't know what a shop vac is, it is a manly vacuum that comes in an acceptably manly color and shape. You can put it in your shop, or if you're not fortunate enough to have a shop, buy your workbench. Obviously, it's not acceptable for a man who must clean up sawdust created by his table saw with his wife's Hoover or Dyson. He needs something overpowered, large, sleek, with a big thick hose and no bag in its base to suck up wood chips, spiders, and rat droppings. And what if the basement floods? The natural home of his workbench or shop, and he needs to take charge. A bucket won't do. Only a shop vac will work, even though that's dangerous and it can't possibly hold all the water in your basement and will ultimately result in failure or even electrocution. A high-powered tool of valiant, frenzied failure. When you think about it, of course it made sense that I assumed this. The way I assumed adults never slept because my parents always went to bed after I did and woke up before I did. My dad and grandpas were really the only three grown men I intimately knew who had jobs homes, and families. They smoked and drank Miller Light in the weekend. They had giant red shot vacs, and so must every similar man. Sample size, three. So obviously, I was wrong there. Not all grown men have shot vacs. Plenty of self-sufficient manly adults don't have them. I bet Mel Brooks doesn't have one. Marlon Brando probably didn't have one either. And how can you get any manlier than that? What is my point here? <laughs> I don't know. Kids are naturally adept at the scientific method or deduction or whatever, but bad at deciding whether a sample size is appropriate or significant. The signifiers of adulthood are different everywhere, and you might not always notice them. But most of them do involve moving out of your parents' home. Yeah, that was lame. But you're asking me to generalize from the specific. Take my experience and make it meaningful to you. And that's hard. My experience isn't yours. Let me try again. My other thought on adulthood, and I limit myself to two, because I am not a highly reflective person. Good musicians never are. They're all emotional and reactive. I like to keep myself that way. Sometimes, when I have deep thoughts, to counteract them I google the Kardashians and get outraged. Sometimes I get so worked up I break my phone. Tomorrow, I have this on my calendar. To keep myself sharp, I'm going to go to the dollar store, buy a bunch of plates, and smash them all on my kitchen floor while either chanting or screaming. I haven't decided yet. That's another thing I try to cultivate, spontaneity. Good musicians vomit spontaneity all over their spare pen and paper. I never understood why older women cried during movies or weddings or whatever. By the time I was a teenager I felt like that thing, that ability to cry as a way to show that I shared a deep emotion, it was going to come along soon. I assumed that men had that ability too, and that they just went and cried in a bathroom. Maybe together. Maybe quietly in separate stalls, denying their feelings as much as possible. Maybe sobbing into the urinals. Probably that. Because you're not supposed to look at another guy using a urinal. But I think you can talk to them if they're in the next stall. I remember sitting in the bathtub finishing up Wuthering Heights in high school. You know, where Catherine and her cousin get together and Heathcliff dies and his ghost is hanging around with other Catherine, refusing to let everyone finally be rid of their annoying asses and hanging around the book long past their own deaths. Romantic, right? I was so committed to that book and I desperately wanted to cry. I waited for the tears, but my face just got sweaty because the bath was too hot. Now that I think about it, maybe I was too disturbed by Catherine the younger, marrying her illiterate first cousin. Anyway, one summer, when I was in college, I watched Atonement alone in my room. At the end, when you see Keira Knightley and James McAvoy together at a summer house, I was so sad and I wanted badly to cry. Instead, I ended up sitting in my room watching the ending over and over, making guttural bawling noises, trying desperately to shed some tears. It wouldn't happen. And eventually, my parents came upstairs to ask what the hell's wrong, and if I'd been choking really loudly for a long time. And does that still require the Heimlich maneuver? That same summer, I went with friends to watch some kids' movie that all adults have to see because... Culture. I can't remember what it was. Wally, up, the princess and the frog. <laughs> well, anyway, there was this preview for a movie where this dog finds his way home. And as I watched it, a preview. Just a preview. Tears rolled down my face. It was great. I could finally light it out, not only for myself, but for anyone real or not real. So, what the hell was the point there? Dakota, you just told three vaguely connected anecdotes about sobbing over fiction. Bring it home. Focus. Focus. Empathy is a dangerous and magical power that might even lead to your giving money or one of your beers to homeless people. Especially when it's raining and you just crapped up your favorite boots. Be careful with it. And it's a prerequisite for watching Terms of Endearment. If you can't sob beautifully over mother-daughter relationships, that movie just won't have the same value. (laughs) Maybe I should write a book of essays. That's how I'll get my singing career really kick-started. Short essays, all called Ben. That's inventive, right? Allegedly having a series of things, but naming them all the same thing? It'll raise questions about things. Like order, and hierarchy, and importance, and men named Ben. And jerks who say they're going to come meet your friends, but actually break up with you in a post-it note sent via text message. At least no spam bots can read it. I don't know how I got this job. I don't care about details, or scheduling, or minutia. Do you think it's because I have a driver's license? I'm not like Joe. Joe is thoughtful and creative and takes time to make playlists or weird Pinterest crap that seems like a waste of time to me. He creates things that look like other things. The other day, he made cookies that looked like pies. Can you imagine that? A dessert that looks like a different dessert. That's so not me. It's hard enough for me to muster the motivation to make a dessert that looks like itself. And I usually end up eating most of the batter before I bake it. Do you know what I did to that cylinder of Pillsbury cinnamon rolls? I got so far as putting them on the pan. I still regret washing that pan. And then I thought, why bake them? They're just going to burn, or take a long time, or not taste as good. And I could have them now. So I did. I ate all six of them, sitting on the floor with a pan in front of me. And then I poured the icing all over a Hormel sausage and ate it with a toothpick. Not because I'd cut it small, but because all the forks were dirty and my hands were greasy. I was worried the sausage would slip out of my hands and shoop, shoot under the fridge like a missile again. I'm sure when my mind opens things, it burns a lot of calories. Joe also made goats out of white chocolate and cookies. They were good, really convincing. And when he gave some to Bradley, he said, Just like the ones that try to stop your kidneys from functioning. You can eat them so they're not so scary anymore. Bradley must have still looked worried, so Joe added, You're eating them in effigy that frightens them. I probably would have said, Booga booga booga! Massive kidney stones! Am I mean or just frustrated? Hungover? Maybe I've lived with a hangover for so long that I just think it's the norm. Like the Grinch in his tiny shoes. They're too small. Joe puts a lot of effort into things that don't make people feel bad or inferior. Strange. Joe and Briley will probably come back from their retreat with binders decorated with yarn, cotton balls, beads, and to scale models of their resort in Tucson. It'll look like they bought everything that way from a craft store or a cartographer. What's my triumph while they're away? Opening cans of dog food without slicing my finger? Cutting a bread strip perfectly in half? I have a confession. Do you remember those dirty panties I mentioned earlier? I don't even think I mailed them back to the right people. It turned into some sort of weird panty exchange. You know what I hate? Open container laws. Oh, I got a text. Maybe it's about open container laws. From Joe. Bradley says you should be out of Pearls of Wisdom by now. I decay what that means, but it sounded important. Oh, really? I string Pearls of Wisdom on a string like. like. I ruined the metaphor. simile. Joe again. Tucson is Bradley's special place with no distractions. He's very intuitive here. Chimjong is for dinner. Having lots of fun here and hope you are too. That's agramatical. Should I tell him? Ugh, screw this. I'm gonna go meet a friend for tapas and drinks. He's not really my friend. I met him in a bar or a laundromat last week, but I think they could be friends. From what I remember, he had a full head of hair and a job. At least that's what he said. It's possible to fabricate both of those things. Till next time, Joe's family and friends, though, in a more limited capacity. Because, honestly, how much of this could any of us take? Sincerely, Dakota is a product of its environment, so you'd have a hard time holding it responsible for any of its actions, wouldn't you? This includes, but is not limited to, Plagiarism, Narcissism, Murder, Poor Judgment, Manslaughter, Bad Food, Bad Haircuts, Age Inappropriate or Environment Inappropriate Clothing, Boyfriends with false identities. Yes, we said boyfriends, plural. And dating registered sex offenders who don't bother to create a false identity. The voice of Dakota was unimportant. Sincerely, Dakota is written by Sam Barbaro and Andrew Triska. If you feel like you've been harmed by Dakota in any way, please visit fearsomemorning.com with your lawyer to contact us. If we do not respond within 30 days, your claim is invalid. If you'd like to find out more about laryngitis, amnesia, or Tucson... Please Google these things, or if you are seriously alt, Bing them, or DuckDuckGo them.